Wardcast episode 95. Go! I'm Dylan Vento, and I'm rejoined by Alex Damrath. Hello, hello. But also, lost son and compatriot Alex Rice. What? What? Oh my God! He's how back. Did I, how did I get here? Oh, we kidnapped you. Ah. You were like, I'm moving to San Francisco. I'm like, No, you're not. <laughs> he threw me in a van, and what do you know? I'm here. And now you live in my crawl space. It's so, a very nice crawl space. Well, I'm glad you like it. How you doing, Alex? Doing Bryce well. Got okay. Wait. All right. First off, how are we going to denote the two Alexes for the remainder of the recording? I've had friends call me Damrath. Well, you've been here for a while, <laughs> so you can be Alex and I'll be Rice. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Easy. And if I say Alex Rice, I'm referring to both of you. Not, not Alex. That's Rice. not. <laughs> that's not confusing <laughs> at all. Might want to add like a pause in there, just like Alex Rice. And not Alex, Alex Rice. comma Rice, Alex yeah. and Rice, <laughs> Alex and Rice. Yeah, okay. It's my favorite. Juan loves Alex and Rice. Mm. I like beans and rice. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Alex Rice, you Rice. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing well. That's good. I've got another three weeks in Richmond before I leave for not for good, but for now. <laughs> yeah forever forever you gotta do me a favor either when you're on the flight you, you have to play going to california that's my only prerequisite. is that the the title track from the oc or no that's the uh that's the led zeppelin song oh okay there's a lot of tracks called either california or going to california or california dreaming which is was that mamas and papas i'll probably do a couple of versions of hotel california i'm definitely just gonna have that song from the oc on repeat and if you ever go to la you got to play Flying into Los Angeles by Arlo Guthrie. Sounds good. Yeah. Please, Mr. Customs Man, don't check my bag. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're, you're moving to San Francisco. I am moving to San Francisco. I'm excited. Yeah. And to be... I'm going to be an experienced designer at eBay. 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 A company that I have not thought of in a very long time. The Electronic Bay. The Electronic Bay. The place where you sell all of your shit. I'm trying to remember their current tagline right now. Um, <laughs> sell your shit. Yeah. You know, fill your cart with color. They're going through this massive rebrand. They're trying that's to... That's terrible... That's not well, bad. Well, if, if you see the ads, it'll make sense. I just okay. got to... They're, they're positioning themselves as the anti-Amazon. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, because it feels like people kind of forget about eBay, but eBay is like the other survivor from the dot-com oh era. yeah it's yeah. like it's amazon a, ebay it's a twenty thousand person company it's crazy yeah oh but like i couldn't tell you like i don't know the current ceo wasn't meg whitman ceo at one point she was she left she's at hp still right yeah i trying to remember when she left but um yeah yeah that's cool yeah you said experience designer experience designer yeah. i'm gonna be working on the core shopping experience team so that's cool makes the pro- i will help make the process of buying things suck less so that you buy more things. Yeah. That's every business's number one goal. Make customers spending money feel more painless every day. Yep. Yep. More um, painless. Yeah. Yeah. I cool. pretty much I got the job by telling them I thought their product could use some work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, and they were, like, I phrased it very politely. They're like, why do you want to work here? And 
and I was like, blah, 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 a bunch of opportunities. Like, I really think your product can use some work. And I think that's exciting. And they're like, that's why we're here. We think the, the product kind of sucked. Yeah. Like, I feel like the shopping experience for both. Most online shopping experiences aren't great. No. It's very cluttered. I don't, it comes from like a very like classified ads mentality, it seems to me. Yeah. It's just a lot of stuff. I just feel like I'm just inundated with, with things on Amazon, eBay. And it's like, it's really hard to get the information you need. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's always buried in really kind of poorly worded product descriptions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm excited. Yeah. How big is the design team over there? Pretty sizable. Um, I can't remember the exact way it's broken down because there's a bunch of different aspects of the design team from shopping experience to seller experience. Um, there, uh, There's a small team that's trying... What I'm pretty sure is experimental methods of buying. I saw some guy messing around with VR equipment when I was there. Um, I think there's a solid like... Don't say VR too loudly. Dan might show up. Yeah, right. (laughs) If you click your heels together and say VR over and over again, he'll eventually appear in a cloud of smoke. (laughs) Hi, Dan. Um, Anyway, probably about a dozen people, maybe less. Let me tell you about presence. Yeah. Headquarters is in San Jose, and that's where my team will be stationed. So I'm going to hop on one of the tech shuttles and schlep hour and a half down to Holy shit. Yeah, it's a commute. But if you think about it, a commute from Brooklyn to Manhattan also takes about an hour and on one of those you're actively focused on the subway you know not touching people uh, <laughs> being cramped in in the summer it's oppressively hot in the winter it's freezing cold and eventually you get there and you're like from my own experience sanctuary yeah exactly you either get home to your sanctuary or to work your sanctuary and even living in dc which is not nearly as stressful but still up there my heart rate would be through the roof. Even coming home, it would just be like, it'd be too much. So mm-hmm. I'm very much looking forward to sitting on a Wi-Fi enabled van, starting my day. <laughs> Noiseless headphones. For, yep. N- not talking to anyone. Send, you know, doing all the shit of the morning of like sending emails, like taking care of whatever. Because you do that work anyways. Right. And, that, and that you kill like half an hour to an hour wasting time like that. So it'd be great to just roll up to the office, actually do work for a few hours. They have this huge gym they have a massive dining hall i was about to i was like tell me about the amenities the the campus is nice the campus is very nice and i'm very excited to sort of get you know check that box off middle of day work out keep working hop on the van go home and by the time i get home at like seven or something my life is my own again so have you found a place already no the housing market moves very quickly yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's like the most expensive housing market is that too the states if not the world and it's telling that whenever I talk to anyone about San Francisco, people who aren't living there, because by the time you get there, you have other things to talk about. But anyone else, it's like, oh, I hear that place is really expensive. Again, having lived in D.C., have family in New York, I thought I knew what expensive was. It's another world. It's more expensive than Manhattan, living in Manhattan right it's, now. It is. Yes, it is. Like the same, like a one bedroom in Manhattan is less expensive than one bedroom in San Francisco. That My is God. very true. I was just like, man. Well, I guess I can move to Manhattan then and be yeah. <laughs> relatively better off than all the yeah. programmers in Silicon Valley. I'm excited. I'm excited for a change. We'll see how it goes. It job starts in October. I've got a six month contract to hire position. Oh. So let's say the six months goes well. I'll stick around there. If not, I'm kind of already treating it like in worst case scenario, they don't have money in their budget or something. I gotta have stuff lined up after those six months just in case. And and, and it's easier than 
if you're already there, then doing the jet right. setting you've been doing recently. It's exactly. Like, all right, go fly out to San Francisco, do an interview. All right, flying back. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and it it's a like, lot easier to get a second job when you've had a first one. Yeah, yeah I feel that way right now um, with the job I currently have. I'd be like, man, it was like a six month stress out of getting this job. But like, I feel like I could kind of walk out the door right now and be okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm excited for you, man. I'm Thank excited you. to know somebody in San Francisco. Yeah. Well, um, anytime you're out there, hit me up. Well, I plan on going to GDC in March. Oh, so, fuck yeah. So That's awesome. And uh, people are like super worried about like hotels out there, but I was looking at it and I'm like, all right, like there are some expensive hotels, but it is nowhere near expensive, the hotels. Like if we got a hotel next to the Boston Convention Center when we went to PAX, it's like way more expensive than getting a, a hotel room next to... The really? Moscone Center. Yeah, like mm. way more expensive in Boston. Mm. I just think it's because of the lack of land. Yeah. Over in Boston. Airbnb is a, is a thing over there, obviously, too. Yeah. 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 But I, I would prefer to like $150 a night hotel room that's two blocks away from Moscone. Peace of mind. That's yeah. But yeah. Um, have you been playing anything? I have. Yeah. Tell me. Before my trip to San Francisco... I was there for about 10 days as both a birthday gift to myself and my personal reward oh. for getting a job. I told myself I wasn't going to buy this thing until I got a job. Oh. I got a Nintendo Switch. <gasps> and What child, small child you have to beat up or claw well, out of their hands? Here, to- here's the story, actually. So this is very much a 10 points to Slytherin story. <laughs> I show up to the Nintendo store and I'm sorry I'm hogging the mic. Uh, oh, the New York City. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll get the we'll get the damn wrath. Yeah, so I, I can wait. So I show up to the Nintendo store in New York City, and I'm thinking, okay, might as well like get some Nintendo swag, get a Switch. It's been out for a few months. There's no way it's gonna be busy. I show up eight fifty in the morning, ten minutes before it opens, and there's a massive line. Wow. And I'm like, okay, fuck it. Like this isn't gonna take that long. So I stand in line. I have my headphones in, and guy opens the doors, and he's he's letting people in. I'm like, okay, fine line stops moving and this the security guy starts going down the line he's asking people something i take my headphones out it's like are you here for the switch are you here for the switch every person who says yes he won't let them in and he's so he (laughs) he he realizes his mistake and he yells to the entire crowd if you're here for the switch stay in line if you're just here to see the store and to get merchandise come on in and i look at him i'm like i'm here for merchandise which is at the time which was accurate at the time was true because i thought all right i'll just order on amazon no big deal I might as well get some swag while I'm here. I get inside. They've truncated the line. There's a short line to the register inside for people who are buying the switch. No. And I can see the store in the back. So I immediately absolve my conscience and I realize they are heavily stocked right. with Nintendo switches. I'm not like, you're not stealing. It from I'm not someone. stealing one from some kid. Like they're just trying to control store flow and presence. Have it not be a total clusterfuck, which I can understand. So I get in the line. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and and the guy comes up to me. He's he's going back and forth between inside and outside. And he's like, "I thought you were here for merchandise." I'm like, "Oh yeah, the line's moving slowly. I just want to make sure I'm in line. I'm gonna grab stuff as I go." Which, by the way, it's true. I'm really I'm slightly bending the truth the because balls on you. Because I I grab merchandise as I go and I buy this merchandise. But when I get to the counter, I say, "I'd like a Nintendo Switch and a copy of Breath of the Wild, please." Ten points to Slytherin. <laughs> nice uh, oh my god clean smooth <laughs> operator just yep. like <laughs> see this is what separates the 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 brand center boys from me like i could like when we went to pax 
Let me tell you a, a PAX line story, right? <laughs> we get the PAX. Uh, so I went to the convention center the, the day before uh, PAX started to get all of our um, special guest passes because we were doing a panel. They would only give me mine because of something or other. There was like miscommunication or like I could only represent myself and get my own pass, whatever. I was like, all right, fine. So I told everyone else, Alex, Dan, and Mason, that they need to get their own when they get there. Or like I said, it's preferable to do it today, whatever. Um, so we get there the next morning and I was like first there and I stand in this ridiculously long line to get into the main entrance. I already had my pass and these three fuckers... <laughs> Walk up to the exhibitor line, and they're like, yeah, we're here to get our exhibitor passes. Walk inside and wait a solid half hour in the warm while it's snowing outside. And I'm just like, you know what? I've already come this far. I'm just going to grip my teeth and just stand here in line. Because the discomfort I'm feeling of standing in line is not going to exceed the discomfort I'd feel of going up to one of the enforcers and being like, I'm an exhibitor. So it's actually uh, even worse than that. Oh, no. Because it, the there's a big lane in the middle for people without bags. But we realized we could get in with bags. They just didn't care. They would search the bag and you go through the security thing like no big deal. So we just went through the middle and it took us maybe five minutes to get inside. I learned my lesson. Yep. I learned my lesson. And it didn't even matter because like they weren't laying people onto the expo floor for another like 45 minutes because like... Uh, it, some exhibitors like didn't get their shit together the night before and they were like still setting up their booths. Yeah. Oh, the way I weigh it is my time is valuable. I'm clever. I don't want to wait. And will this make it harder for someone else to get in? And if the answer is no, I'm going to get in my way. Fair enough. I need, I need to learn. It's a, it's a school of rice. Read Harry Potter from the perspective that Harry is wrong. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard thing to do. I Just think- be confident. If I do yeah. the sorting hat test, I think I get put into Slytherin, but I constantly want to identify with Gryffindor. So mm-hmm. you would actually get Gryffindor. There's this whole thing that bravery is a choice. So anyone who actually wants Gryffindor gets Gryffindor. Right. Yeah. Which is what happens in, in the books. Yep. Yeah. Hi. Uh, <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> what? Harry Potter. <laughs> what? A car crash? <laughs> the great Lily James Potter died in a car crash. <laughs> yeah, so I've been playing a lot of Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Do you like it? I love it. I. You see, this is the pro Breath of the Wild camp. I was going to say, right. it feels like every single time I'm on here, Dylan. I love Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I am obsessed with this game, and shamefully, I've never played a Zelda game beyond more than like five minutes. Oh, wow. It somehow just never happened. Um, I had a GameCube when I was a kid, but I didn't play it nearly as much as my PlayStation or Xbox. Um, yes, I had all three. I was just <laughs> out myself. I, should, yeah. I, w- I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to leave that there. Yep. Um, and I, I somehow just never played the early ones. Um, so this has been my first exposure to like a full Zelda I game. Think this is a good first exposure, though. Yeah. And it's interesting, like not knowing any of like kind of the the tropes mm-hmm. or anything, you know. Like, That's gonna have, make it a very unique experience. You like you have I no concept know. of like the Sheikah stuff, so like all, the, all the designs. Um, but even having not played Ocarina of Time, like I barely yeah. have anything. It was like okay, Sheik's a big deal in this one game, and then yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a whole culture of people and not just Zelda's alternate personality well, from Smash right. Brothers. That's kind of just because Zelda has no overworking world between any of them i mean 
Yes and no. It's very vague. Mm. <laughs> they are a culture in this one. They are not in some others. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's what's interesting about Zelda is playing each one of them and seeing like how they kind of remix ideas. It's a really yeah. interesting like creativity design like case study and just yeah. like, okay, how are we going to take the concepts of the previous games and remixing right. them in a way? Like the... They're, the Kokiri. Like, or Ganon, yeah. for example. Yeah, Ganon. Yeah. Um, they really just come up with like mechanics and design philosophies first, and they're like, okay, what can we mash into that that yeah. works? But even the lineage of Ganon, where it was Ganon first, like the pig guy, and then Ganondorf came later, and then they're like, okay, we need to justify, like, how does Ganondorf exist? Care, careful, no spoilers. I'm only about 20 hours in. I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it, It's not. <laughs> but like that Ganondorf sure. comes from these the desert tribe, which they're a huge... Uh, faction in Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. and they've never really had that much exposure before that I know of. Yeah, what's their name again? Um, Gerudo. Gerudo. Yeah. yeah, they're the ones who've been trying to kill me on the road, right? No, no that's the clan. The, the, the Foot Clan. The Yiga Clan. Yeah, um, yeah. They're they're not. Well, they're in the same area, but they are but they're not, not associated. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they're Gerudo. I think they're Hylian. Hylian. Because when they're not when in they, the when game, they pronounce it Hylian, which I hate. Mm. So I just respect the, the Hylian- material. Oh, so they don't it's actually Hyrule Hylia Hylian. How often do they actually say the word Hylian? Because there's so little, not very often. Yeah, there's so little the, recorded in the dialogue. Cutscenes. In the cutscenes, yeah. If, if you want more more dialogue heavy cutscenes, that's what the memory quest is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found a couple of those so far. Okay, they're, it's really hard finding them. Sometimes you just stumble upon one. and You're like, oh, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, there was one I needed a guide for, but otherwise, fuck the old fun. guy who's like, it's over there. It's like it's to the northwest. I, it's not. <laughs> like fuck you. Oh, oh, oh the, the guy that you show guy? the picture. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. He's so goddamn vague. I also I wish like when when you talk to people on the road and they're like, oh, this thing is over there by this thing. You know, here's red highlighted text or blue highlighted text. I wish there'd be some kind of indicator on the map. Right. But I do like the fact that at no point do I feel like this game is holding my hand. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. See, I'm I'm in the camp that kind of enjoys the fact that there's nothing on the map. That yeah. I gotta use my brain. Navigate my own mm-hmm. way. My brain meat. Yeah. yeah. My brain meat. <laughs> it might be hard for you to go back to old Zeldas then, having yeah. played this one, being because like, it's very hand holdy. Yeah. Yeah. The old ones. The Skyward Sword is gonna be extra rough. Oh, God. <laughs> the tutorial <laughs> section. You basically get a Siri equivalent in the really? tutorial section of Skyward Sword. It doesn't shut up. I mean, if I, if I were to go back and play old Zelda games, I'd probably play. What's the one that Dan loves? Um, he likes Zelda SNES 2 and, and Link to the Past is the Super I think Link Nintendo to the one. Past is the, yeah. Um, I, and I have uh, Zelda 2. Segway, I got an NES Classic. Yeah. How do you like it? I really like it. Um, I thought they stopped making those like it was a limited run. So interesting story. Um, Alex Danroth, I'm sorry, we haven't gotten to you yet. It's okay. <laughs> I just, I just want to tell this quick since it's kind of connected. Um, so I really wanted one. Uh, because that was my first console ever as a kid. And so, and they sold out. And I wasn't, you know, and we went down this this road before where I was talking about my lime green new 3DS where I bought it on eBay for uh, more than it was actually worth. Um, and I didn't really regret that. But for the NES Classic, I was, there was enough where I was like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pay some scalper like three times the amount it's worth for this. It's just not worth it. <laughs> so I've been subscribed to, uh, wario 64 for a little bit which he he announces like deals sales and other things on on twitter and he's going to be like the first line of defense to win the super nintendo uh classic gets gets put up for pre-order which it did uh 
the other Friday, but I'll get into that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm talking to someone at work because I've been talking about my switch at work, and one of my coworkers was like talking to me about a switch. He's like, "Yeah, I was like, want to you know, you're just talking about some some things he found out about a switch," and I'm like nodding my head, listening to him talk, and then I get a notification on my phone. It says, "Think Geek has the last remaining stock of NES classics," and I'm like. Dude, I'm going to keep nodding my head, but I'm so not listening to you right now. I'm just like, <laughs> all right, unlock the phone. Did he keep go talking? To yeah. I was like, mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so ThinkGeek had a limited supply of these remaining NES classics that you had to buy in bundles. And they had like five or six bundles. And there was like a there was like one with a bunch of Mario, you know, because ThinkGeek has a bunch of like swag, yeah, right? And they're, they're trying to get rid of their shit. This, this yeah, is the best yeah, way for them exactly. to get rid of their exactly. shit. Exactly. And they're we all can't themed. solve this otherwise. Right. <laughs> they had a they had a, a Mario one, a Link one, a bunch of other ones. Um, I think the Mario one was the least expensive. It was like 120. So why, so, so why did you get that one? Because they sold out by the time I was done filling out my information. Well, shit. So I was like, fuck. And so I'm backing back out after having filled out all my information back to the thing. And I click on another one, sold out. And I'm like, all right, I can't fuck around with clicking each one of these links and waiting for it to load over LTE because I don't have Wi-Fi at my work. And I just like look at the most expensive one, which was the Mega Man one. I'm like, fuck it. And I click it and it was like 180. So it wasn't like exorbitantly more expensive. I fill it all out. It gets my PayPal information. I hit go and it's like, you're good. And I'm like, I don't believe you because I've been down this road before <laughs> and I don't fucking believe you until that thing has a fucking tracking number from UPS, to USPS. I ain't buying it. I, I'm, I'm just not believing that I actually own this. And then a couple days later, they shipped it out from wherever in Tennessee, Louisville, wherever they uh, yeah. their headquarters are in Tennessee. And then I got an NES Classic. And I got the NES Classic and it came with a $100 Mega Man helmet that goes on like a maquette stand, um, which looks cool. I just, I have no affinity for Mega Man. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's no connection for me. So I'm probably going to sell that. And then it also came with some pins uh, of characters. Yep, yep, yep. I got a Proto Man pin. Oh, that's nice. Nice. You got the Mega Man bundle. Yeah. So yeah. Mega Man Rush, Doctor Light, Otto. When yeah. I like didn't know that character before. Cool. Um. So I got it. I'm like, I got it. I got it. And then I immediately like unboxed it and put it down under the TV. And I'm like, Well, I got it. I was wondering when we were gonna get to that part of the story. And that's the. So there was this turn. And I was like, Well, now I own it. And I don't know if I want to play any of these games. And then I turn it on and I'm just like going through the games. I'm like, all right, let me look at Final Fantasy because I really like this version of Final Fantasy. And it's weird playing Final Fantasy 1, the NES version, because I played Dawn of Souls, which was like a GBA remake and they redid all the pixel art and I didn't really like it. I mean, the pixel art that is. Um, But going back to this, like there are so many assumptions you have about RPGs from that era uh, that they just don't have. So like, you know, most of my assumptions from old school RPGs or JRPGs are based out of Pokemon, like Pokemon yeah. Yellow. So it's like, you know, you have a nice text box and the text, you know, uh, scrolls over. And this, it's a, when you talk to someone, a blue window goes, like accordions open and close with all the text just built in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, like all my assumptions of like these kinds of games are not based on this because this game came out in like 85. And Pokemon didn't come out until like 98. There's like 13 years of yeah. like just UX design of- that just doesn't exist in this game. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. But like the, and the game is still fun. Or like there's a thing where, and I knew this because I read a guide when I was playing Dawn of Souls on my GBA. 
and it was actually based off the NES version. So there was things that applied to the NES version that didn't apply to the GBA version that when you attack an enemy, so you pick a spell or you just pick melee attack with your four characters, right? And you just go down the list because a turn-based RPG. If you, if two characters, if you have two characters attack the same character or same enemy and one of them and the first one kills it before the other one can attack, the other one doesn't just immediately route to the next enemy and attack that one. It attacks an empty space that is, holds the value of the dead enemy and your attack just misses. So even like design choices like that existed in that, in that game. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, I like, I'm going to, I'm going to play through this game again, but it's i need to wrap my head around all this shit but what's nice is it has the uh you can dump the it has save states mm-hmm. so instead of using like the in-game save systems of like zelda 2 got it or final fantasy because like it's in just final the save fantasy, state of the nes yeah because you because in final fantasy you have to pay to save right um because you have to buy a tent or go to an inn and that's how you save the game but this you just hit reset and it just kicks you back out to the os layer and says all right save the save state nice. um and you get like four save state slots so I was like playing. I played that. Played Mario three. Played a little bit of Mega Man two, which Mega Man two is fucking hard. Like, and I and I knew <laughs> oh, yeah. that. But a lot like, of those games are uh, yeah. like rewardingly punishing. But like, I never like sat down and played Mega Man two. So like, I was trying to do the Metal Man level. Like, was not happening. Uh, played a little bit of Ghouls and Goblins, Ghosts and Goblins, whatever fuck it's called. Um, and I was like, all right, these games, you know. But I'm not. None of these games are really grabbing me. And then I played Punch Out. Mm. Oh, and let me tell you, Punch Out is fantastic. It is such a good game. There is so much nuance to the boxing. Really, it's amazing. And they don't and they don't tell you about any of it because I mean, there's no tutorial, there's no manual. It's just like, all right, here's here's Glass Joe. Go fucking punch the shit out of Glass Joe. And I'm <laughs> like, all right, so I'm just doing these regular like jabs, right? But you have like a a high jab that they don't tell you about. But if you hit uh, up and and the punch button he he jabs high whereas before it's just body blows. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to learn about the character's tells and when to dodge tells and when to counter attack tells. So like the third or fourth uh fighter is like King Hippo, right? What King Hippo does right before he attacks you is that he puts one fist up next to his head, right, to block, but he leaves his other hand down. So you need to jab on the side where his hands down and hit him and that stuns him and then you just fucking just go at him you just wail on him over nice. and over again yeah and then you earn stars so like if you hit someone and a star like spawns off their head you get like a special hit and then you hit the start button which is weird that's mapped to the start button because you you associate start with pause but if you hit the start button he does an uppercut which pretty much always lands so you can just build up stars if you hit people at certain at right times I guess it's like based on frames and stuff and then you just hit start and it's Almost an instant KO, just like you just uppercut and knock the guy down. Wow. There's so much nuance to it, and it's so much fun. But then you get like these enemies like Piston Honda, and everyone has weird tells. Like Piston Honda, he like raises and lowers his eyebrows really quick to tell that he's about to hit. Or like uh It's uh, like constant boss boss fights. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just like ten boss fights. Um but it's 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 punch out featuring Mr. Dream, not Mike Tyson punch out, because obviously they don't have the Mike Tyson <laughs> yeah. license yeah. anymore, however yes. much that might so cost. So they call him Mr. Dream. <laughs> it's a new sprite it's not like okay. it's not mike tyson they just renamed him it's it's actual mr dream but it's a lot of fun yeah and i really enjoy it nice um and i've been using a wireless controller because i bought a wireless controller um and i don't know if that's like any controller latency is like making me worse at the game or not mm. so i don't know but, but yeah can't be that much delay yeah 
Um, so I went through this is this emotional roller coaster of like I got one. Did I really want yeah. this? It's like no, yeah, there are games on this that are actually good. That I haven't played. Yeah, <laughs> it's like an extreme version of the Steam Summer Sale where you you buy all these games and it's like okay, I just bought these just to have them. I yeah. don't actually have time to play these. Right. Exactly. That's, That's kind of been my my whole takeaway from the NES Classic is like, it, yeah, it's cool, but I feel like if I got it, I, I don't really play any. Like, I can't justify that, that price. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, uh, especially since they don't is a little more tempting, but even not that much. Right. So, well, and I like, mean, they're going to open up the virtual console for the Switch eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Um, but like the Super Nintendo, I have no affinity for, but mm. I want one because then, then for me, it makes even more sense from the position of this is not a nostalgia buy. This is a I want to play these games buy, mm-hmm. and it would be convenient to have all those in mm-hmm. one discrete package. Sure. Yeah. Alex Damrath. Yeah. Hi. Have, have you been playing anything? I have. Uh, oh, oh, one more quick thing. Okay. Sorry, sorry. About the NES Classic. <laughs> Fine. Since we were talking about the stockage of it. So all these sold out, right? All these thinky bundles. And now we're like, all right, that's it. That has to be, that's it. Like, all right, Think Geek was just sitting on a some random supply or they got shipment late or something. Like, th- this is, has to be the last known, like, in existence, like, from a retailer, right? Wrong. Because GameStop owns think geek right gamestop announced on twitter that they're doing some sort of special thing where they have a hundred nes classics and you have to do something i don't know some sweepstakes to get one of these of course so unknown if it's like okay the retailers just took these nes classics and they sat on them or they got shipment late or someone was talking about like the way publisher retailer relationships work that you actually they needed permission from nintendo to do something like this to, s- to sit on the on this inventory mm-hmm. so i don't know so i don't know any any specifics about that but one more chance to buy an nes classic i'll pass on this one yeah, yeah. yep i'll just take get a raspberry pi for god's sake right <laughs> yeah you can get um i can't remember what the the brand is but there's an emulator that goes for 99 that plays everything from NES to Dreamcast to GameCube games. It's like the G- Nintendo and Sega consoles from GameCube and before, mm. and this thing plays all of them. Interesting. Hundred bucks. Yeah, I hear. I remember hearing about this. I yeah, but buddy of mine got but one. Yeah. He he loves it. Hmm. I I think I think the the. Do you regret your purchase yet? No, <laughs> no, because I mean I just I just don't like emulating. And I yeah. don't have any like moral opposition to emulating. I don't have it. There's no weird stance yeah. on it. At the, this point, it's not like the creators are making that much money from these games. Right. So the only stance I don't like in the emulation, non-emulation argument is if I make my own personal independent decisions. Like, no, I want to buy this and not emulate it. And then someone's like, well, you know, you could just you just emulate. I mean, don't you, you, could, you, you could just emulate. You, you it. just emulate. Do their credit. You could just emulate you it. You can just emulate it, <laughs> rather than spending the amount of money you just spent. You want this Mega Man helmet? Nope. Fifty bucks? Nope. Mega Man helmet? Nope. Come on. Ask eBay. <laughs> hey, hey, there's a company man. Yeah. If I give this to you, no. When you fly out, no. can they like take care of like the the, no. the setting up? It's not the, like the it's not many, like an eBay store. <laughs> how many people walk up to the eBay headquarters and are just like, can you can you take care of this for me? And like just a box hopefully, of shit. Hopefully none. <laughs> hopefully zero. <laughs> that goes immediately to the design department. It's like, yeah, we know a guy. <laughs> we know exactly who to send this to. Yeah, I mean they're a big enough company, and this is apparently true of even small companies in the Bay Area. 
um, people will go on tours and they want to go see headquarters and, and that kind of stuff. Like, headquarters. When, yeah. Like when you roll into the eBay headquarters, there are a bunch of brand ambassadors and it's very much like, Oh, welcome. Like, how can we serve you? Do you want to see like the office? Like they definitely have like a tour element there. People go to like the fucking like Briar's ice cream plant. Like, yeah. I mean, that sounds pretty fucking cool. It does sound <laughs> cool, but it's like we're going to that. And then like because that tour makes sense. It's like, all right, this is where we mix the flavoring together. And this is where we taste test stuff. But like eBay, it's like, all right, here's the open office layout. <laughs> I remember eBay being such a big part of the late 90s that I could see people fanatic yeah. enough to like. Late 90s, early 2000s. I've been me. binging uh, the West Wing. Mm-hmm. I'm on season four now. And. The last two or three episodes they've name dropped eBay. It's like, oh, that, yeah, <laughs> no, that's, that's when this was big. It, yeah. was, it was pretty massive I've, for yeah. a while. I've I been, remember Weird Al wrote a song about it, for God's sake. <laughs> I mean, it was huge. Have you seen his Pac Man, his uh, Tax Man parody? No. It's about Pac Man. That's great. Oh. He's like, I'm playing Pac Man. Yeah, Pac Man. <laughs> and then, like, the backing is like the Pac Man sound yeah. effect. It's pretty good. Um, no, eBay is really interesting. If you go on, if you Google eBay stock price and look at the five year graph, it goes the hockey stick uh no it uh it's more of a, a sine wave kind of oh or a, a saw wave so it goes straight up 45 degrees and then the daily split with paypal nose dives straight oh, right. down and now it's going back up again it's about halfway to its peak so it's cool to see the growth but it's also like oh i remember when you were cool yeah <laughs> when you were the hip kid yeah <laughs> where you let elon musk run away yeah. with all the money yeah, love a good underdog story. Yeah, yeah, yeah eBay, true underdog, <laughs> yeah, right? My no, fe- they, I mean they're, those, they're losing, they're losing their lunch to Craigslist, Amazon, Facebook Marketplace, let go, offer up. So, do you guys watch Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, a recent episode, when Cersei is standing on the map, she's like enemies to the north, enemies to the south. It's like eBay, enemies to the north. Oh no! At all? Oh god, we're gonna get glimpse into internal ebay memes just the email chain of just cersei yep. but her face has the ebay logo on it and the then eBay, all the pawns on the mapper the ebay slack channel must be uh, pretty fun i hope so <laughs> i'm like a bunch of my friends are now working at ad agencies and you know regardless of what they're doing or the the pay or the benefits they're all working with people their age you know 20 somethings are all excited to work um, and i'm hoping i get that the median age is going to be a bit higher, um, but I hope that the team is as stoked about doing good work as I am. Anyway, cool. What have you been playing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Alex, just can you, do you mind coming a little closer to your mic? Just like that. Yeah. That's okay. Good. Yeah. Um, I've been playing Prey. More of it. Uh, I'm I'm feeling like I'm getting towards the end. It's a game that is very much about. Uh, do you think you're getting close? Now nah, here's like a whole new checklist of things to do. It's it's <laughs> you only completed story A. Here's story B. <laughs> it's a uh, it feel fun or oh yeah, like like don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying it, but it just it's really good at capturing that sort of life sim aspect of of like you know okay, here's all you have to do, and then between that point A and point B, there's also like thirty million sub bullets that you have to do first and then finally you complete that joke and i'm like all right the story's gonna move along and then you're like oh no wait here's an entirely new area and like more sub checklists that you have to do before 
And so I thought like this big culminating. I've never been so not sold on a game before. Than, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. than, Same. than checklists. Okay. It's, it's a, it's, it's more just like, uh, you know how dead space did this thing where it's like, okay, we need to do this, you know, I'm listening. And then you got to there and it didn't quite work out. Like that plan wasn't the be all end all of the story. And then you had to like, okay, that didn't work. We have to go to this. And it's like, that's how the story progressed was, was very, and the game progressed. Right. was very like set things to do. And then you get there and it's something's wrong or it didn't work or, or now there's another thing you have to do. It's, it's just, it, it sets that up in a, in a very similar manner. So, it, and it's just, it's really good at making me feel like, okay, this is a big culminating climactic moment. And it is, but it's not the end of the game. And there's still more. And I like that so far. Interesting. Because I've been really, really enjoying this game. The one game I remember people being really big about that, specifically the, the oh, you think you're at the end, but there's all this other stuff like, yeah. in a good way was mm-hmm. um, Super Mario 3D Land. More from a mechanical standpoint. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. a second set of eight worlds. But they don't let you know about at all up front, but you finish World 8 and it's like, all right, Here's another whole game for you. Yeah. Um, which was interesting. They didn't let reviewers tell people about that. Like that was in the <laughs> stipulation. The review embargo was like, you cannot tell people that there is a whole second set of eight worlds that people would really like to know because like that's an actual like bonus. Like that's yeah. a value add to your game. But you can't let wow. people know that. Wow. It's good. Got to keep that layer of surprise there. So I, I feel like I am getting close. But then again, with this game, I don't know. But you're still uh, enjoying it. I'm still. I'm having a blast. Yeah. How, how I, many? How many uh, coffee mugs have you possessed? <laughs> uh, I actually haven't been using the possession power as much as I thought I would. I really liked the concept from like all the trailers, and then I think I've only done it once to like slip into an area that I couldn't get into. Um, That's the most interesting part about that. It's like seeing someone possess a coffee mug and like get through a little grating to like get inside an office, and it's yeah. like, oh, there's all this loot in here. <laughs> I have what what have I been I've actually like most of the time I play games like this I run pretty sneaky and and tend to like invest a lot into like the magic abilities and whatnot uh prey allows you to go like a full commando route and so I've been building up like my movement speed my jump height my defense my natural health pool and like I just got done putting all of my like I filled out the weapon tree I'm like more shotgun damage more pistol damage so I'm like totally reliant on ammunition now and so that's been my sub game within Prey is what can I throw recycler charges at or what can I pick up that has metal in it because I'm constantly in need mm. of metal to build more ammo. Metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty neat. Yeah. I like um, that element. Find any like Iron Maiden CDs just throw in it. <laughs> Turn it into bullets. Yeah. So it's cool how that works because like if you're going the whole psychic route, which I think gets a little shafted because you don't get psychic powers until like two hours in. So like by that point, you're already filling out your skill tree a little bit and you can't even start filling out psychic powers until after a certain point. Right. Yeah. I've already seen that grayed out in the demo. Right. So I think that gets a little bit shafted. But like if you do decide to go that route, and I mean, considering that this always has been kind of the harder route to go in these kinds of games, like I'm thinking System Shock, if yeah. you picked the sci- the psychic route, you were constantly in trouble. Uh, I, I think guess it can kind of make sense. They want people to gravitate towards other play styles. Psychic is clearly the most powerful as well, like the most damage output available to you. Uh, so yeah, 
Um, I also clearly passed by uh, what I could recognize as being one of the optional endings. So, Ooh, yeah. You passed by it. Right. I saw that I had a quest marker come up that said, like, here's an escape pod. You can just get in. <laughs> Let's just go. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to pass. What, what, what would have happened? I, I'm pretty sure it's like, I, I, I did like do a little bit of peeking. I didn't want to learn too much because I'm kind of trying to keep myself a little spo- uh, spoiler free. But I did sort of Google like what happens if you get in the escape pod and they're like, it is actually the worst ending credits roll and you're just like done. <laughs> yeah. Because you basically abandon everyone. You're oh, supposed shit. to be saving the space station yeah. and like you can just get out and go back to Wait, Earth. they're not already all dead? Uh, so, no, there's survivors. Oh. Um, depending on how well you play. It's like a dead rising. Because you can totally... Oh, you're talking s- about like the... the- the you can totally skip out on a bunch of side quests that involve saving people and and trying to restore some of the station back to its glory before you have to bail. Um, and if you don't, then these people will usually die in most cases. There's one where a guy is trapped in a shipping container, like out in open space and like rapidly losing oxygen. And so you have to like find the shipping container and get behind it and actually push it into like a docking area then go up to a terminal, like input the code, save him. And I mean, if you do all these things, then you get nice rewards and stuff. So I've been doing that. And also it's kind of nice to have a NPC who is sort of in a safe area that you can return to. And, you know, they talk to you and they give you advice sometimes throughout the game. So there is like a quarantine safe zone. Yeah, ish. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. And there's, I believe, a quest where you find a whole group of them in like an area of the station. And they're like, you know, we haven't gone out because there's like 15 of these aliens outside this one door. And your goal for that area is to find a bunch of defenses, turrets, that sort of thing, to sign the kind of buffer that one door so that they can feel okay with opening it and escaping and getting to escape pods. And that's a fun little quest. I do love tower defense in my. First person shooters. <laughs> it, it was it was not even. It was actually I was surprised at how easy it was. The one psychic power I've been putting a lot of points into is like the the explosion, the mind explosion, because I don't have like any other AOE uh, attacks. Um, and uh, it was funny. I, I grabbed like three turrets, put them up, uh, like talk to the person. They're like, "Okay, we're ready. Yeah, go ahead and open the door." Walked up, opened the door. Um, they all kind of rush in and the turrets and like my explosions and everyone in the room with their pistols they just they kind of melted just did yeah (laughs) it wasn't all that as exciting as i thought it was gonna be always remember that survivor saving mission from fallout or uh, half-life 2 oh yeah yeah like running through the the dump you're like trying to get people back and forth i remember that and i sunk so many hours into half-life 2 love that game I wanted to try and finish Prey before the podcast. Didn't. Still, That's all right. Still working on <laughs> Surprise, it. Surprise. Yeah. More game. <laughs> still more game. Uh, yeah, but I'm getting close. It's uh, going to be February next year. Yeah, I'm still playing Prey. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm still probably going to replay it right after this. This uh, is the... Having a good time. The first summer that I haven't played The Witcher. The last few summers has been my summer game. The Witcher. The Witcher. <laughs> With main character... Geralt. Geralt. Okay. Yeah. Of Riveria. 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 Riviera. 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 <laughs> oh. Rivendale. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Riverdale. Is that the uh that's the Archie yeah. series? Yeah, right? yeah. Riverdale. Yeah. The really dark, gloomy Archie. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. That's yeah. I haven't watched it. Yeah. Watch misanthropic teens over here. <laughs> I like that that's still a franchise. 
Oh yeah, it's gonna go forever. Yeah, it's undying, kind of like uh, Archie Zombie. Like they've been doing Vaguely weird shit with that him. imprint. They, like they sent him to hell. They made him a zombie. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, they had a Sonic crossover. Well, uh, in Sonic, well, Archie Son- Comics made was drawn. Sonic. Yeah, yeah. And then I believe they'd had an issue where Sonic came to the Archie universe. I'd be freaked out if I saw like a Sonic the Hedgehog in real life. Like, <laughs> what are you? Ah, there's a monstrosity. Kill it. Kill and then he offers fire. you a chili dog. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, this is all right. Uh, all right. <laughs> and uh, so the it's other like, thing. Gotta go fast. And uh, the other thing I've been playing far too much of oh, is no. Splatoon. <sighs> yeah. I'm I didn't like Splatoon. Yeah. So, all I'm right. A, so I'm going to rice boat. I'm coming in here with some Splatoon But I mean, You've already given yourself credit for first person shooters by talking about prey so yeah. if you had opened by talking about how much you like splatoon i would have judged the shit out of so it. you might you might end up <laughs> net zero in alex rice's eyes no, no you're good you're okay, good right okay. now okay all right yeah it's a uh, well tell I, me what you like about it i i think it's got a lot of so many waifus just love it and, sure uh <laughs> uh i think it's got a lot of of like tactical and competitive depth to it because uh frankly it's it's so much more about teamwork than people let on and i feel like what ruins me the most is having a team that isn't fully aware mm-hmm. of what's going on four lone wolves yeah i i think it being marketed as a kids game is both a good thing and a bad thing yeah i like the kids fact that kids are getting into it and, and enjoying it it's stupid i hate the fact that nine times out of ten i'm ending up like top of my team with a bunch of points like i'm doing my job i am pulling my goddamn weight and the rest <laughs> of my teammates are like so far below me and i'm like and like we lost Get your head in the game yeah. is, there, is there is there team chat like is there do you just yell at your oh so, we, so we can talk about the team so chat yeah, this is easily the biggest biggest problem i have with this is nintendo still can't get their head of their out of their ass in regards to what makes an online multiplayer competitive system work step one have some competent form of team chat dear god so do you know alex rice do you know nothing of the the state of nintendo online chat i mean party up no i figured it always kind of sucked well Well, okay so they released an app they released an app that you are able to go into and you have to go into a special lobby for this too you can't just do it in a regular game and you it's have to be part of the game. friends with these but, people so as Alex, well. Do you remember the Grimoire cards from Destiny? How yeah. it was all siloed in a separate application and you could you only do the interaction. same thing with team communication. Yeah. And then they fucked it up. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, it's delicious. <laughs> oh god, it's gross. You have to uh it, it um it puts your phone in do not disturb mode if you're on Android, I've noticed. Oh, this isn't a Switch app. This is a No, this phone is a app. smartphone app. This is a phone app that, okay, you have to hook up Who makes your, it? Nintendo? Yeah. Well, it might be licensed through like DNA or something. Like but, whoever they're working on with like the Mitomo and But it other. is a Nintendo official app. Yes. Yeah. It, and it's it's um and it's also not just Splatoon. It's gonna be used for other games too as they can. Yeah, because the, okay, the opening so, screen of the app is like, here's a list of games, and Splatoon's the only one. So on you, parental controls. you open the app up on your phone. You open the app up. You have to go into a special lobby in the game. You have to plug up your headset into your phone, and then I think they they sell they sold an adapter. So so you can either so you can only listen to one of two things. You can listen to your in-game audio, or you can listen to this. So what they did? You're shitting me. What they did was. They sold this, and this was specifically for Splatoon. They a third party sold a peripheral, which is a headphone splitter. So you connect yeah. one three and a half millimeter jack 
into your Switch. And the other one into your into phone. Your phone. And what if your phone doesn't have a headphone jack? You need a dingle. <laughs> you need a dangle. You need a dangle. You need a jingle. Yeah. You know, Mason messaged me the other day and he was like, hey, the Pixel 2 is not going to have a headphone jack. And I was just like, God damn it. You know yeah. what? Uh, you know what? This yeah. entire argument means nothing now because guess what? The tech giants, they don't give a fuck. It's just, right. it's all going to be lightning <sighs> connectors and whatever. I, I just think this is mm. the way it's going to go. But anyway, anyways, that Bluetooth headphones. So anyway. on one side, you connect your Switch in and your phone in. And on the other side, you connect a gaming headset like the one I have here into the other connector. Yeah. So then you can both hear both audio from the game. That's and fucking from your, stupid. Your team chat. It's that's awful. It's and so then, bad. That's and then really stupid. The app is terrible. If your phone goes to sleep, like if it's on a natural timer, it doesn't ever stop the going to sleep thing either. It kicks you out. You're shitting. You me. have to keep the phone unlocked. If you unlocked. lock it, it kicks you this out. Is, you switch this is apps. like the worst UX. If you switch apps, it kicks you out. Like <laughs> It's so. Are you shitting me? Bad. Like, okay. It's it's all right. All right. I'm so glad you guys have the proper reaction to this because oh, I, okay. I had Will and David on, and we were talking about the exact same thing, and they're just kind of like, oh. I've always ragged Dude. on the Xbox One's UX, but this makes Xbox One look fucking perfect. Well, at least Microsoft has some sort of concept of what UX is. Like, like right. Nintendo has I no totally, concept of the internet. I totally get that. It's like Nintendo just can't understand it. And, and it still just boggles my mind how bad they fucked it up. And it's so, weird to me that they haven't like hired I people feel, who understand. Well, this. I, and, and, and they have DNA. But I, again, I, for specifically the Switch app, I don't know the Nintendo Switch online application. I don't know who's handling it. I don't know if they're spearheaded by Nintendo or from some third party. But the, the Nintendo games are spearheaded. It's a joint venture between them and DNA. So Mitomo, the Final Fantasy Heroes one, whatever the Animal Crossing one's going to be, Super Mario Run. I think those are. Mm-hmm. there's some understanding there I just feel like whenever someone like holds up an ethernet cable in Nintendo's office like someone has like a stroke or something it's just like <laughs> what was that yeah so the game is really really fun yeah, but I mean, there's still the technical aspect. complete that hindrance to enjoying the, the game yeah it's, it's <sighs> stuff like um, the new horde mode it's great oh it's like the best horde mode I've ever I heard played. about that yeah but it's on a timer but it's only available certain days at certain times. I think they're getting better about it. The entire community was in a goddamn uproar. And so <laughs> now they're like, in okay, an it's, now it's like 24-hour periods and it's every other day. So it's not like super rare anymore. Like the like week of launch, it was only like two days for like five hours Yeah, why are they setting this game up where it's just, it seems like it's all event-based. Like there is no perpetual play mode right well, I, for, I feel like wrong? for the beta quote unquote the splat fest that made sense because it would allow people to be all on a certain time yeah as as opposed to a general beta where it's like we're gonna have it over a weekend and you could hop on and be like there's no one playing mm-hmm. you have it within a couple a span of a couple hours you can ensure that people are going to be on get a nice stress test going yeah yeah and um, i feel maybe it's the same thing with the sound salmon run maybe they just weren't confident that it was going to be popular i've heard that apparently it was they didn't want it to detract from the core game mode. that's stupid and yeah that's a Dumb reason. What, we don't want. It's, to, it's definitely going to detract, and the way they set it up guaranteed it to detract. Mm-hmm. So, again, yeah. I, I feel like whenever like the internet is mentioned anywhere near Nintendo, it's someone just suffers a panic attack or something. Yeah, it's like you know the Trump memos, how they have to like say his name every couple like sentences so he keeps yeah. paying attention. It's like the reverse with the internet. It's like they can't <laughs> they if they mention the internet more than like once every five pages in like a, a design doc. It's just they check out. Yeah. I mean, I'm so stoked about their sense of interaction design 
and their sense of UX is pretty good. But when it comes to this, it yeah. And the OS is nice. Like it's bare bones, but it's nice. Yeah. Um, oh, the, you I know, do like the the OS is fucking fantastic. I do like in the in the Splatoon app that there's like a little section where you can buy items and then just go into the game. Like if I'm at work, I can sort of scroll through and like, oh yeah, I want that. And like it takes your in-game money and then you can just have it in your inventory when Take you get home. Take my money. Since these stores are also on a timer and like refresh every yeah. every couple hours. Yeah. That was one of the things that yeah. Destiny got right. Like you could manage your inventory on your phone and then it would just be there when you got back to your console. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's got nice balance improvements. It's still like the great core game core gameplay loop of the first one that is like incredibly enjoyable, very tight, like frantic three minute matches hard that are just like get your blood pumping. And I always want more. I'm like constantly always want murder. I always want to murder more squids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. I think um, it's funny that that Mark Brown video. Uh, uh, multi-purpose design philosophies. Um, uh, I think the, the Downwell one. Yeah, yeah. I think Splatoon is like one of the most shining examples of that in recent memory. Of just like it is all based around the objective of the game. You know, right? Did you check any out any of those games from that game jam? Uh, no, game? not yet. You know what we're talking about, Alex Rice? Uh, game Makers Toolkit. It's a YouTube channel. He just talks about game design philosophy. Nice. Uh, pretty popular. Oh, I think I may have actually seen some of these videos. Yeah. Um, but he um. He does a game jam centered around his his videos where he's like, all right, I'm going to pick a video and the game has to be centered around this. And he has one about Downwell and, and what's it called? Dual dual uh, purpose design or right. multi-purpose design. Because in Downwell, you shoot with your jump, with your gun right. boots. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everyone in the game jam had to make a dual purpose game mechanic. Right. So so I've always liked, like from the get-go, looking at footage of Splatoon, I was like, immediately keyed in on that's fucking brilliant you know yeah the objective is covering ink ink is your ammo ink is your pathing ink is how you get from ink point is your a ally point a to point b it is also how you win it's yeah. like that is brilliant and it makes for some of the most intense and like com- like actually competitive like online shooters that i've ever played yeah and so that much is is flat out the reason why i keep going back to it and i feel like Still one of my favorite shooters. Still in like my top ten. But if only they could figure out how to make a decent online experience, then then it then it would be okay. When they had said like, oh, we're gonna do a grouping system, and here's another thing I'm gonna gripe about. Um, I was like, Oh cool, finally, you know, I can play with my pals. Right. Only if you have four. <laughs> oh, so you it's have either to a, have full a full team, team or not. and you all have to be like the same rank and competitive. What? So Here's That's the thing. Dumb. If you group up with a friend in the regular, so they don't even understand MMR. Yeah, if you if you group up with a friend in a regular casual match, then it will be completely random whether or not you're on the same team or not. That's stupid. And their reasoning is they don't want to give people advantages in a casual match because we can communicate. Yeah, for friends. Exactly. Not in your app, we can't. Yeah, right. But what if you're like using Discord or something? And yeah, and so, and then uh. If you're in competitive, then you can't group. Wait, if, if you're in like, uh, I think it's uh, the ranked mode, then you can't group. And then once you get to a certain point in ranked mode, you get you unlock league matches. And league matches where you can groups, you can queue in groups of two or four. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, and the best part about the matchmaking window is that you can't exit it. Yeah. 
Yeah. You once you're in it, bail you're out in of it. a lobby. Once you hit continue, you're locked in unless you go to your home menu. This sounds like the quickest. Yeah. This is the worst. App. This sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, hey, welcome to Nintendo in 2017. And also, every, I hate that they're. This is so little, but their default controls at first were using the oh the, the motion. motion control to aim. Yeah, I it's like patting your. It. It's like rubbing your stomach, patting your head at the same time. It's yeah. this. It's stupid. some people swear by it. Like I, I will swear by that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that is something that you need to get used to. All of the better, the best players use the motion controls. And, and Mason sweared by it when it came to his Steam controller with uh like MGS five. Yeah, it would be like, all right, I'm going to trace him with the with the thumbstick and then just tilt up headshot. Yeah, kind of thing. Wow, it's yeah. it's it's like. Stick for gross movement, motion controls for fine movement. Yeah. You use that to sort of make sure it's on them at it all def- times. But it definitely has a learning curve. In the first one, it was like practically necessary. And so I, I advise. And I'll be honest, there's a certain amount of distrust with me and Nintendo and motion controls. Because sometimes <laughs> I just don't trust that they're going to work very well. Really? I th- I, like, yeah. I, it was easily one of my favorite parts about using a bow and Breath Mostly of the Wild. The it area. felt really natural to like you oh, know, really? aim with the right stick and then sort of get the fine tuning down with the motion controls. I think it's gross that in Splatoon you can't move the camera up or down with the stick while motion controls are on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think no. yeah, that that was weird. Be fixed, but yeah. So we, Wendy and I were playing Mario Kart Eight um, with the split Joy-Con, so we were just yeah. using one half of the Joy-Con each. And she's like, "My my thumbstick's broken." I was like, "What?" It's like, "Yeah, it keeps going to the right," and I like pick it up. So she's like sitting, or she goes, "It's going to the left." I'm like, "That's weird," and then I take it from her. And I'm like, no, it's it's broken, but it's going to the right. And I'm like, what the fuck is so? The motion like, control was on. It was the motion control was on, but we were both kind of tilted in towards each other. So we were both tilting the yeah. controller towards one <laughs> another. So depending on who was holding it, made it swerve the other way. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, no, I don't want to use motion controls. I almost bought a Switch bundle when I was really desperately looking for a Switch that came with the steering wheels. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I would never use these. I didn't use these for Mario Kart Wii. I'm not gonna use these here. Sorry. I don't need to feel like I have like a, a, a setup. Do I need like pedals on the floor to like, woo, <laughs> my big rig. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Have you been playing anything else? Uh, Alex, uh, Occasionally Ram. picking up more Overwatch or Titanfall, but that's that's about it. FPS man over here. Yeah. That's kind yeah, of what so They released day. a new character for Overwatch. Oh, Doomfist? Doomfist. Yeah. Doomfist. And, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah. I brought it up last time I was on here. Yeah. yeah Alex lightly thralled. touched Yeah. Yeah. Same. He's a goddamn Tekken character how, in an FPS. How, yeah. how upset that Terry Crews isn't voicing him, are you? You know I what? Actually, I'm actually uh, I'm okay with it. Thank I think, you. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I it would be, like it'd be fucking Fucker. hilarious, but like it wouldn't make sense for the tone of the character. And, yeah. In the universe. Kind no, of, you know, especially since he's like an African citizen, like it would be kind of very... Yeah, like, yeah. He's a villain. Yeah. He's... Well, a villain makes sense because it would fair. just be ter- Terry Crews wow. like, like yeah. from yeah. old Spice commercials. Yeah. Like, Muscles! <laughs> I I love that he's a uh, uh, like very cold and calculating too. Yeah, like that lends Did you read himself the, uh, like, the comic. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, there there's uh, his bio is also very into like how actually smart he is. Yeah. And and um he's like aced all his classes in, in university and that sort of thing. And I mean he's he's not just a fighter. He was mostly a university student with an interest in robotics who also did MMA in his spare time. And then got fucked up during the crisis, yeah. and, and like augmented his body with all these cool like face kicking yeah. gadgets. Yeah, of all the Talon uh, people so far, he has the most believable reason for doing what he's doing. 
Like yeah. the best villains are the ones who see themselves as heroes, and he definitely sees himself as the hero of his story. Yeah, yeah. very handsome, handsome Jack. Like you either mm-hmm. die the hero, or you see yourself long enough to become the Doomfist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, so like Widow's brainwashed, Reapers kind of vengeful. upset over Re- what Re- happened Reaper's to him. Here. Reaper's salty. Reaper's here. Well, Reaper's whole story is that like whatever happened to him was not his choice. Like he's all right, like, he's, genetic modification or whatever it was. Mercy who did it, right? Right. And so there's also, I don't know um, how big into the lore you are. Pretty big into the Okay. Have you seen that that tweet from, uh, uh, oh God, who does the writing? Um, can't remember his name. Whatever. But someone pointed is. out that Gabriel's age is like one is is like in his 30s yeah but the, his the reaper bio mentions that reaper's been carrying out attacks for like hundreds of years oh so it's an alias yeah Interesting. so like there's been reapers before gabriel became the reaper oh and that's so cool. people are like trying to figure out what how that ties in and someone someone tweeted at the lead writer like is this a typo and he's like nope and and so we were like trying to figure out like yeah that's a so maybe he killed the original, well, not the original, but like the previous Reaper or something. Possibly that, or the the uh, biggest fan theory is that Mercy has something to do with it. Yeah, that so Mercy's I, been sort of creating Reapers. Oh, that's cool. Because I can't remember if she turned him into Reaper as a result of an an accident and she was saving him, or the middle version of like saving him and something went wrong. She's okay with it. Or the third version, it was totally intentional and she made him that way. Yeah. Because like she's saved Genji before from near death. She's saved I've heard, I've Jack heard, before yeah, from near death. About, and, like, I heard she saved Genji and that one was more malicious. Like she was making him a killing machine. Mm. Save Jack. Very benevolent. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, her and May are apparently ageless. Right, and, yeah. and Mercy is very keen on not letting on why. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 she, the, the piece she, of she dodges like, the yeah. question and asks, like, May, like, how come you? And, like, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. And it's... <laughs> uh, yeah, where they're being very coy, like, products. oh, you look, you look right. good for your yeah. age, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, man, I could talk about the lore forever. Oh, same. Uh, man, a, I, have a, a world. I have a hard time... Wait, let's... Uh, with, yeah. the, with the time, with, uh, with the timeline sorry, too. <laughs> no, it's it's yeah. it's interesting. It's just hilarious that we like immediately like we stumbled into something that I didn't know both of you were very oh, engrossed yeah. in. Oh, it's a good time. <laughs> uh, I've been seeing tweets from specifically Josiah Renaldon, who we had on the podcast uh, guest once before, and he was talking about how they just nerfed uh, Roadhog into Oblivion. He's in a rough spot. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's been unplayable? a lot of community outcry. No, he's not unplayable, and there. I mean. I feel bad for them because everything they do is just making the community angrier and angrier. And, mm-hmm. and I know it's hard to do your job when you have everyone breathing down your neck like that. I've, they're blizzard. Like I Jeff mean, Kaplan is they've like had 10 years of pass wow. off to him for like taking all of the punches of everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, He's a really good at that. Yeah. I both appreciate and kind of don't like his talking head videos where it's just him against the green screen. I'm like, I can understand Dude, Jeff not being on. like no one wants to watch this. Well, actually, I actually do. I, I watch. I want to listen to him talk. I just don't want to just have it sit on him for a solid eight minutes. Yeah, I put something I else it, on. I think it means a lot that he's uh, like doing it all in one take. And yeah, he's clearly speaking very passionately. Like, like he's for, like, he from is his, the the face of development for the community, right? And he wants to make it clear, like you know, all your laurels rest on me, all your hopes rest on me. And yeah, it's, and it's, and it's it like, cool. I'm gonna be confident and like take care of this game for you for the community. It was like go look up and shout, "Save us!" Yeah, and I'll look down and whisper, "No." <laughs> <laughs> uh, you came into Roadhog Nurse. I was born in it. 
Um, so the ro- so I mean, do you know like Roadhog's core loop and like how he? I, I played um a lot of road like I used to play a lot of uh, Farah, and then okay. I switched to Roadhog being my main for like Capture the Flag specifically because his hook was pretty much indispensable in right in capture the flag what, is, what but, are the two meta strategies called the one that relied on three tanks and then the counter to that triple tank and dive and yeah. dive is currently like the meta and oh it's God, boring to just, watch like my yeah. third eye just opened up from- yeah yeah and and so yeah roadhog i think people are, are theorizing the main reason roadhog got nerfed is because he shuts down doomfist hard Oh really? And with his yes. almost like, almost like a hundred percent pick rate as far as like really higher tiers go, it was gonna mm. pretty much ensure Doomfist never got playtime. Interesting. And, and mm. so they they kind of brought his damage down, his one shot potential down, uh, pretty much to null, where he has to work with the team. But I can't one one shot anyone. Basically. You can't hook, trigger, dead. right? There, anyone. They, yeah. Pretty Tracer? much everyone walks away alive now and you, can retaliate. You know I mean, I know the community is getting pissed. I'm actually okay with it because these subtle and sometimes not so subtle changes to balance keep the game interesting and keep circling new new characters and they've said that balance changes yeah. aren't just to keep the game fair it's also we want to make sure people want to come back and try out new new ways to play right. like i'm seeing a lot more genji now yeah yeah and and so but the problem with roadhog is now there is no reason to play him because if he doesn't have his damage potential then he basically i mean he has no armor and right. all damage gets instantly converted to ult. As far as like the higher tiers of player is confirmed, it, he's he's a battery. He's a walking fat, you know, bullet absorber that basically <laughs> builds up your ult charge, like the enemy and ult his charge. His ult for isn't them. even good. I've never had any I, luck. I like to be used I like in the right ult. circumstances. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it would have to be like point blank. I like the it, fact well, it's that it's not so much a well, ki- it's not a killing ult. It's a crowd yeah. control ult. And and the thing is. None of the ults should be used on their own unless in very special circumstances. Right. They're all built to not be like one shot killers. Tell that to and... diva players, dude. Yeah, I mean, are you not? Are you, are you unable to avoid a diva ult? Like I mean, the diva ults are really easy to avoid if you do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at these. Look at this noob over here. Is fucking Overwatch like yeah, come on, scrub? <laughs> I mean, you could even avoid it if you like hide underneath something. Or like you crouch it's and hide behind something. One hundred percent line of sight. If you basically you can put the thin pole of like a traffic of like yeah. a stop sign between you and the explosion. All right, guys, I get it. I'm not good at Overwatch. Okay, all right, all right. Got it. it's confirmed. Thank <laughs> you very much. It takes you know practice. What? Takes practice. You no, know I've dedicated my. I'm still not even like level twenty five in that game. Oh goddamn! Um, you know right. yeah. shit. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know where I dedicate all my do better strategy to mm. what player unknowns battleground. Oh, I, here we I go. have a Mac and have not played any of that. <laughs> oh man, if you you need sir. I hear is basically um, Hunger Games. It's Hunger Games, but better. Good. So um, battle royale. Battle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, everyone's making the battle royale. They put battle royale costumes uh, into yes. it as DLC. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um. But yeah, I just got back. I, I didn't play it for like almost a month. I play. Mm. I, I stopped playing like three weeks. I had like kind of a match where like I was playing with someone who's kind of being very, uh, very commanding over my strategy, and I was like, okay, we're we're getting a little too serious here. And then I came back and I was playing with the same group of people, and, and it was a lot better. But um, nice. yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've that game. I'm just gonna say up front, Alex, if you ever pick up this game, you're gonna be terrified for the first like. There's people hunting. You. Ten hours. Yeah, <laughs> but. The problem is you need to not look at it from that perspective because people aren't hunting you; you're hunting each other. So, but have you like, ever played the ship? 
No, I never played the ship. Same thing, but oh, I really like that. Oh, that game was fucking amazing. But a 1940s Art Deco vibe, more subtle and 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 paced. It was uh, there's there's a Gary's mod game called Murder, and it was basically that concept. The subtle title. Yeah, and yeah, it, it right. was that concept. Did that come out before or after the show? Uh, gee, actually, I'm not sure. I want to say before, but maybe only just slightly. I think the idea for this kind of game has been around in a couple different shooters already. Is it, ship- isn't it basically Manhunt? What's the game you play in elementary school? Um, Manhunt sounds yeah. familiar, but I don't think yeah. I ever played Manhunt. It's basically Manhunt. So it, it's it's um yeah it, it's a murder simulator on a big cruise liner that murder simulator yeah sure. no that's a good way of describing video games could be classified as murder simulator okay, this one, yeah. this one is this definitely one, this a, is a murder calculated sim- murder simulator this is, not a running gun it's closer to clue than it is that, that's what i was gonna ask yeah. it's like yeah. you setting Everyone up traps spawns and stuff in with a name and like the goal is to be like the and and like every when you kill your mark then you have then it, your name changes and like you have to be you the last mark. one standing. Interesting. And you have to not do it in front of other people. Witness, no witnesses. No witnesses. You have to do it cleanly. You have to do it sneakily. And you. But this have is just to, multiplayer hitman. Kind of, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, it was amazing, and the style was like yeah, it was engrossing. Yeah. I remember picking it up because it was not selling well, and I felt really bad for it. Um, I, I think at one I'm point it, it picked cheap. up. I picked up like a bundle stars thing, like not even a humble bundle that contained like five copies. This was so a long, this is where I was like, and, and like 14. I will say probably the biggest problem was trying to get that online to work. Their, their online systems were not great. Wait, is the ship still like, are there still players? Oh, I think that was why I tried it really late yeah. into. Okay. What, what year did you try it? That's right. It didn't have servers anymore. We had to like open up the console and like type saying, in. Because I make your own yeah. and, private and, like, server. Yeah. Because okay. I played in 2004. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I tried it in like 2000. So it probably was before the Gary's Mud murder thing. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Um, and then they had a Kickstarter for the ship too, but I don't think that actually got funded. Yeah. Which is a bummer. People didn't know about it, but it was really, really good. It was really good. Yeah. Under I the mean, radar. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is also just a, 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 a prodigy of, uh, a progeny of the um, mod, the mod scene. Because like the guy, Player Unknown, he made like Arma mod and then worked on a bunch of other what ones. Was the, what's the big. Arma mod um, that's related to that's like the Battle Daisy. Royale thing Daisy that's what I'm thinking of Daisy. I think I think this because he had King of the Kill which was either a mod for Arma or for Daisy yeah. mm. um, which was basically this Battle Royale but yeah um, my best games is when I don't give a fuck it's hilarious it's like alright I'm gonna life lessons I'm with my, Dylan here you are just don't give a fuck about it. no expectations and you'll be fine um, there you go there you go because uh, when you have expect- expectations, the only thing that happens is you, th- things fall you short. Should be, you should be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I because I was I was waiting to match make into, or I was waiting for my friends to finish so I can join their group. But I just I'm like, all right, we're just, this just should be a fuck it run. And so I'm just running around, kill one guy. Which getting it one kill in this game is kind of, at least in early stages, is kind of impressive. But I'm like, all right, kill that guy. Running around. Actually, the way I killed him was great because I never get like house kills from like I'm inside a building. I'm shooting out. But this guy, I was on a second story of one building. He was in the first story of a bottom building, and he didn't know w- where I was. He thought I was like out. Can you some- shoot through? Yeah, you shoot through windows. That's great. So I'm just like shooting through the window, and I hit him once, and he's like, "Oh!" And he thinks I am out right outside his house. So he just shoots the door off, and <laughs> you can blow apart the doors. So he's just <laughs> like, "You don't know where I am." So I just kept like uh, just hitting him, <laughs> taking pot shots at him while he was in the kitchen. Nice. Um. So I'm like. 
Wee! And then so I do you have assigned targets in this, or is it no? It's, it's, it's everyone. Survival. Yeah. Good lord. Um, be the it's, last and it's a hundred people. Katniss. Uh, so, um, so do you know nothing about it? Like, do you I know, know a little bit about it? Okay. I've seen a little bit of gameplay, and a couple of my friends who work at Riot have been playing it after hours. Okay. Yeah. All right. So a hundred people, right? And then there's a death. Hundred people. Hundred people. That's how popular this game is. You can click matchmake, and you're immediately in a game. Holy shit. Yeah. It sold like a million units like within like three days. Is, there, is it just getting real? PC? Or is uh, it's there coming to Xbox. Cross-platform play? I, I, no, because it's mouse and keyboard on. It would be too advantageous for people playing mouse and keyboard. It's true. Yeah, that's because you'd have totally auto, different. You'd have auto-aim. and you um, be, What's it called? There's going to be cross-platform play for Rocket League except for Sony. Do you hear why? Because Sony's like, fuck you? Uh, well, yes, but well, like... What's the, the more nuanced reason? The more nuanced reason is that we don't feel like... Um, we want to keep our players safe and not exposed to threats from other yeah, matchmaking They're doing a real good job of keeping their network yeah, secure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It was pretty funny. That is pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Fuck you guys. God damn it. And and Phil Spencer, being the man that he is, he's like, yeah, our, our servers are completely safe and you know our community's like as nice as any other yeah. online community can be. So uh, yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Um, Nintendo's just drooling. No. <laughs> <laughs> But um, the the yellow team from Pokemon Go. Um, yeah. What are we talking about? I'm Team Instinct. Yeah, I'm Instinct I was too. Team, I was Team Instinct too, but we were okay. always the ones who were pegged as the. Like, yeah, everyone was like, "Who picked Instinct?" And I was like, hey. "Me, uh, I did." Zapdos <laughs> um, yeah. is cooler. <laughs> um, I just thought, no, I'm Team Mystic. You're no. blue. You're blue team. No, no, you uh, were always the. You were Team Instinct. What's no, the, no, it's Mystic because I think mine's blue. I thought you no, because when you were making Mystic back when that you were making yellow shit. Well, I still have the app installed, so we can find out together. Oh, I deleted that shit after two weeks. Fuck that game. Um, Sorry, well, I use the term I, game the loosely. People who the friends of mine who are still playing it have been saying it's getting like steadily better. Yeah, uh, well, they've been adding a I, lot. To I have it. some news related to it. We can go into it for a second. Okay. Me, oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about that. their their big event that went totally tits up. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, called Pokemon Firefest. <laughs> oh, that's a wow. Uh. Oh, cause you're talking about like the the yeah. island. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. now. All right, yeah. No, it's like, wait a minute. Is that intent? Oh, that's a joke so, you made. So we'll uh. So all right. Yeah, we'll go ahead and talk about that now. So, Pokemon Go Niantic had a a festival. I am Team Instinct. <laughs> okay. Um. Pokemon Go had a festival in Chicago like two weeks ago, two weekends ago. Um, that apparently went to shit. So a bunch of people flew in. It was like twenty dollars to just go to the to the festival. It was in like their big massive big, big park. I forget what the name of the park is. One of the big Chicago parks. Uh, and there was a line to get in. People were like waiting all day to get in. They would they would, they would filter people in like in 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 blocks. And basically, uh, network connectivity issues abound because of course because you have like how many hundreds thousands of people in one area all pinging cellular towers server issue so it wasn't even just the cell issues were a problem but also like niantic servers were not stable enough and people were just miserable and they had like the ceo of niantic walked out to like to like psych people up like midday and they were just like booing him and being like fix the servers fix the game um so just a big shit show it was supposed to be two days it was supposed to be the entire weekend but they like canceled it after the first day and people like paid people like came from like japan to fly out to this thing like people came from across the country and um, 
So, and this was like where they were supposed to do the big legendary raids. So they have legendary yeah. raids now where you like go with people to catch legendary Pokemon. Like, and you all stare at your screen and you just mash your thumb against Yeah, it. yeah. And that's it's a raid. So people would see, like, uh, uh, like oh, there's a Heracross or something in the park, and people would flock over there and all their games would crash because they couldn't handle all that. So they compensated people. They comped the 20 bucks, which, woohoo, mm. um, gave them, gave everyone that went a Lugia. Hmm. And then gave everyone $100 in digital currency in the game. Yep. Pokey coins. But, I mean, obviously they can't compensate them for travel, for accommodations, for all that. I mean, I guess they could. And so then there's a class action going against them yeah. that people are signing up for. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not surprised. And they are likely, this is bad for them. This is very bad for them. And it's like, you guys should know. Like, yes, there's, there's a reasonable... Like there's server issues happen all the time and there's a reasonable expectation that you might face some, but like, come on, man, you sold tickets to this thing. You knew exactly the number of people that are going to show up and you still weren't prepared. The foreseeable problem. Yeah. I'm not saying it's an easy problem to solve. I'm not a network engineer. But I'm sure there's something they could have done. There's yeah. math. We can apply math to <laughs> this. Yeah. So I'm I'm a big uh, Pokemon Go apologist. It seems like nowadays because I mean I don't play the game much at all. Like I'll open up. I, the I, app. I know a bunch of people who still play it regularly. But I uh, I don't know. I the time that I had with it, I really enjoyed. And it sucks to see them not get their shit together. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it's one thing when like you're a big fan of Nintendo and Nintendo doesn't get their shit together. It's good. It's easy to razz on them because they're a big company. But when someone Niantic, where you feel like there's a lot of passion behind this. And they don't get their shit together. You're, you're kind of angry, but more so disappointed. And then it just brings back to the four about arguing whether or not Pokemon Go is a <laughs> worthwhile I mean, investment of your time. It's no worse than any other game. It just depends on your flavor of quote unquote game. Yeah, like it wears its um, dopamine fix on its sleeve. I mean, the whole <laughs> thing is just like sure, like that's what games are. It's it's a dopamine cycle, but this thing is literally just a walked around. It's dopamine fix plus uh, outdoor time. So yeah. you know what? That actually is commendable. Yeah, I, I just think the mechanics are terrible. Yeah, but it made me feel like a Pokemon master. Yeah, that much I like Pokemon trainer. <laughs> um, um, I gotta make moves in a little bit. Okay, uh, we'll keep it quick. I might do like one or two more items, and we will call it a show. Okay. Um, since we were talking about The Witcher, I just want to mention that there's a Witcher, Witcher, Witcher coloring book. I saw that out. adult coloring book. <laughs> yeah, with Geralt. Geralt. Geralt in the bathtub. Geralt. I saw Geralt. That. that's Geralt. right. Yeah, Geralt. 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 Yeah, there you go. Jerry. Jerry. We'll go with Jerry. My boy Jerry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, that one screenshot that PC Gamer uses for every single Witcher article. Oh, which, in the bathtub. Which yeah. one? <laughs> this lake yeah. laying outside if, of it. If you follow PC Gamer, like on on Facebook or wherever, every time there's a Witcher story, it's Geralt in a bathtub. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. That's a good. I like that. <laughs> um, they were very excited to hear about this coloring book. Uh, Nintendo's locking the Metroid hard mode for Metroid Thomas Returns behind yeah. an amiibo. So the official statement behind that came out, and now I can be pissed. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> wait what's happening? So Metroid Thomas Returns, which is a remake of Samus 2 for the Game Boy. Yeah. 
coming to 3DS, there's a hard mode, like a harder difficulty, that you can only play with a specific Metroid Amiibo. Not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised. It's definitely not the shittiest way I've seen to move units or sell merchandise, but that's not great. I feel like it would be not such a big deal if they were able to keep their Amiibo stock problems in check. Yeah, then that, that Ocarina of Time 30-year Amiibo or 20-year Amiibo just went up. They they were not, like, uh, which was funny. They it's, The Amiibo shortage is never a problem until people realize what they do in certain games. Right. Like, then it's like, oh, shit, now we need them. And I remember um, I bought all my Zelda anniversary Amiibos early when, like, there were plenty of them. And I didn't, like, I, I bought them. And, like, a week later, they were still planning a stock on Amazon, still seeing them in stores. And then Breath of the Wild came out and people realized, oh, they give you exclusive items. And like now they're like going for 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. Them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wish it wasn't based around a product scarcity. Like yeah. I wish like right. if it could be like buy the Amiibo or just buy DLC. I'm, I'm sure they don't need a one to one ratio of Amiibos for units sold. But if you can't, if like, so one, either you can't, if you can't do the math, then fucking don't do it. If you can do the math and you can't meet that level of, produ- of production, don't do it. Like, don't gate content behind something you can't s- supply. Like that's yeah, it's classic or mm, the Super right. NES classic. Yeah. Like, they're a massive company. They have smart people working there. It's probably not that hard to. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some smart people. I mean, uh, maybe in the game development department. They've got some great designers. Yeah. yeah some great designers. Yeah, great interaction designers. Great game designers. But. I don't know. Um, Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> so to that point, uh, real quick about the Super Nintendo Classic. So Walmart put them up for pre-order two Fridays ago. I got one. It was a technical glitch. Yeah, because it's not supposed to be up. Right. So they canceled it for everyone. They like canceled like one batch at first, and they didn't put out anything. Then everyone got an email and said, like, sorry, technical Cancel. error. Canceled. Um, they are officially going to go up for pre-order late august from target walmart wherever exactly Mm -hmm. no date no hard date which makes sense from a certain perspective for like server like let me ask you this given your recent purchase and the fact that it's just a purchase do you actually want to spend money on this thing Mm. what are you gonna do with it when you get it how how many hours are you gonna play for this product versus what you've already bought well hmm. i don't know because what games are on there that I haven't played? I haven't played Secret of Mana. I haven't played Final Fantasy 3. I haven't played... No one's played Star Fox 2. Star Fox 2. Uh, I don't know. I might... I've never played Star Fox 1, for that matter. Well, all right. <laughs> like I said, I never know into Super Nintendo. I yeah. And so this isn't like a nostalgia grab for me. This is more a... I'm interested in this product as a, as a historical artifact in both... In, opportunity to play these games so same deal here so i would i would same like the opportunity to do that yeah like i still have an nope, n64 that's a much better and an nes for, in my room that's a much better reason for buying it yeah. yeah so i like i didn't need the nes classic if there's an n64 classic i'm fine but this yeah. is the one that might make me want it right i don't know but i'm saving up to buy a new nerf gun so nice apparently much more valuable person yeah. yeah apparently gamecube games are coming to the switch uh virtual console first where are you uh, hearing that? No, I remember that. That was from a little while ago. They were rumoring that because there was some. Did he cancel that? Like, is that well, it has was that rumored. been debunked? Well, it's not debunked. It's just GameCube emulation A is hard. 
Um, that we've How about the Dolphin? <laughs> but they've cornered that market. All right, yeah. all right, fair enough. <laughs> or the thing I was mentioning earlier, that device, like mm. hundred bucks there, gets there you. Was, yeah. There's yeah. an argument somewhere to be had that it wouldn't be the easiest road to hoe for them to to do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if the Switch OS is Android based and Dolphin on Android is running practically every GameCube game just fine, I think they can do it. I, yeah. I don't have my doubts. I just okay. I think there were there was some there was some underlying problem either licensing or emulation wise that was preventing that from happening. But I remember them there being rumors a little while ago. But I would like to see that. I would like to see yeah, GameCube emulation. Be cool. Even though I have my GameCube literally right there sitting yeah, on the I'm coffee table at it right now. Uh, I bought a, a Game Boy player on eBay to play Game Boy games. Oh, nice! Very cool. Forgot that that was a thing. The television it needs a special disc, and the special discs. Are like way more expensive than the actual really? Game Boy player. Yeah, that's funny. Because mm. I mean, you can damage the disc. Yeah, it's much harder to damage a hunk of plastic. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they they put their the pre-orders are going up soon. So there's that. Yeah. So people can stop wearing their little heads. All right. Last thing. Um, I was talking to Alex Damrath about it when we were coming over, but um, and I'm not going to use names here, but uh, yesterday it came to light that. Someone in the games press has been um, sexually harassing women in the games industry, both developers and other members of the media. And he works at a uh, very well-known games media outlet. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to use names here. Simply. Why not? I mean, if everyone um, else is covering it. Also, well, so, so also no one- don't let rapists hide. Sorry, don't, or people who like... I think his name should absolutely be used. If he's if it's confirmed that he's sexually harassing people, public assumption is that like ninety percent, right? Right. Now. How Would, many how many people are making these allegations? I don't know, half a dozen, a dozen people. Okay, that's that's a lot. Um, Again, I'm not doing it to yeah, defend no, no, the no, person. No, you're, good, you're good. You're good. And I think and I think the the better conversation here is talk about this practice within the industry than talking about this person. And and I and I don't um, use names because also it'd be very easy for you to just go and look. Yeah, I could Google it right now. Um, um, that's. Shameful, even more shameful is the fact that's not surprising. Um, but the ray of light that I see in this is that it was very short from people coming out and speaking about their experiences with this person to the public opinion going, okay, there's obviously a problem here. And the reason I bring it up is because I want to, you know, I, I see myself as very socially progressive and I and I I think there's there's a big issue with people not believing people at their word especially those of women minorities and the disenfranchised mm-hmm. of not believing like someone saying that there's a problem being like we give white men the benefit of the doubt too much. Yeah, I'll give you that um, context for anyone listening there. There are three white men in this room. Yes. So uh, <laughs> that's important context for everything we discuss involving exactly. any demographic details. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm just happy to see that the conversation is being productive as opposed to poisonous. Yeah. Like this is it's like it's not a it's. So I was talking to Alex Damroth about this. I think it's ironic that no Gamergate people or people that self-identify with Gamergate are commenting on this, even though Gamergate, quote-unquote, was supposed to be about ethics and games journalism, where in actuality it was yeah. about a witch hunt. And, it was about harassment. And harassment. I'm pretty sure Zoe Quinn has a new book out about that, actually. Yeah, Crash Override. Yeah. Um, it's coming out. Oh, yeah, you were the one who tweeted the uh, about the back cover, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, um, but the, I, the, I went, went on to read the original tweet, um, which is talking about Will Wheaton's commentary on it. Yeah, and Will Wheaton, also a very socially progressive guy and always is very loud and vocal and very supportive of people, and it's always great hearing yeah. from him. Yeah, she might 
come here on her book tour. For oh, book that's tour. very cool. Yeah. So um, that's really cool. We've been kind of setting, or I think Lauren from Maria Game Jams has been setting stuff up. Nice. But uh, yeah, but like like I said, it's interesting how Gamergate has not commented on this, even though this is an actual like kind of ethics violation in games journalism, which just proves that yeah, it's Gamergate not, was not about nope. ethics violations. I mean, it was basically an alt-right campaign. Also not surprising to anyone who actually understands what Gamergate was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So my heart goes out to everyone that suffered from this person. Um, I hope all the, the truth comes out that needs to come I mean, out, not personal stories like if it's true, I hope justice is swift. I, I do too. And like just because this is something that broke like yesterday morning. Ooh. And so it's all right from there. Like that was fast. 24 hours later, like editor in chief of the publication he works at. He's like, nope, we, we've, we've suspended him and we're doing an internal investigation, like a complete company wide investigation to, into these practices. And we're going to get at the bottom of this. Let me see how, let me see how quickly I can find the information through google yeah and there's a big neogaf thread about it it might still be the the headline or like the top thread at neogaf um yeah i think it's important to talk about this stuff obviously like alex rice you have your opinions about whether or not we should be using his names but for the time being maybe if this is a discussion that comes up again Gang. okay here we go all right 2014 articles it's all gamergate stuff so far Anyway, um, no, I think you make a good point about not using his name. Right. Especially given the context of everything. And everyone that has, has associated him professionally is very apologetic. Like, it's, these are hard things to hear. And, and no one, again, it's, it's heartening to hear that no one's just like, well, let's just, let's see what happens. It's, no, it's like, okay, like, there's, there's credit, there's clout to these allegations. Oh, shit. It needs to be seen through. Just found it. Yeah. Anyway. I just want to bring that up because I think in no way is sexual harassment in any way permissible in this industry or any, or any, or, any, or any, anywhere <laughs> at any time. But I was going to say that, that this context, industry yeah. has had, you know, it's, it's notable history, for having a serious problem in the tech industry yeah. are yeah. both having to deal with their, their day in the sun of dealing with <laughs> sexual harassment. Yeah. Uh, see, oh, yeah. 10 of see fame. Uber. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Lord. Oh yeah. man. Uber's one of the, was one of those companies that, my recruiters were trying to get me to apply for. And I was like, I'm not working for that company. Not in a million years. Well, no, I would say you need to, I I would give Uber some years to see how their corporate culture changes. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, then I mean, sure. That's uh, that's a very optimistic way of looking at Uber situation. (laughs) How about Lyft? I was, I I applied for a Lyft. I, um, didn't hear back. I didn't have enough experience, but I would love to work for them. Are they based out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. maybe someday. They're doing some really cool stuff. Also, their UX for riders and drivers, it, like seeing the way the two people use the product, is really interesting. Yeah, their customer support is is way um, more comprehensive. They do better background checks for their drivers. I don't think Uber does any background checks at all. Actually, really, I could be wrong. Um. Anyway. Anyway, I think that's a show, gentlemen. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me one last time. Thank you, Alex Rice. Well, we'll dip, well like, for now. If, yeah. Yeah. I'll um, be back. I'm good. I will. I. It is impossible to escape Richmond's gravitational pull. <laughs> we, we. It's heavy. It is heavy, despite yeah. the fact that we're a relatively small city. But thank you, Alex yep. Rice. Um, if we're out, 
if I'm out in San Francisco. Yep. Tell your friends. My couch is always open. <laughs> Keep that in mind, especially for GDC. Yeah. Uh, Alex, damn wrath. Yeah. Thank you again. Of course. And we plan on making you a regular from now on, right? Always an honor. Right. Yeah. Because um, we're... Um, I've been putting together the team, assembling the team for, <laughs> for game of the year. Nice. Uh, oh, man. Don't make it uh, four hours like last oh, time. Oh, don't you worry. Hey, guess what? It's going to be five people this time. So at max, it's going to be 50 games. We'll no have one's going to listen through. to that. You don't know. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, Apple hasn't put their podcast uh, statistic app out yet coming out this fall. We'll find out how, how deep into the podcast. Can you see your own um, listener numbers? I can see subscriber numbers and like reach, which is like kind of like this ephemeral, like how many people have clicked on it today, um, which yeah. is done through feed burner to third party. But yeah. Apple's putting out their own discrete one for iTunes or whatever. Okay. But that's coming out in the fall. Cool. So we'll find out. Thank you, gentlemen. See you later. Bye. Bye. Oh, and I almost forgot. Um, next weekend, we're going to be at Super Smash Con showing off peak. So if you want to come out to Super Smash Con... Stop on by. Now we're out.